Thanksgiving, but it's not. It's Tuesday, but Thanksgiving has this recording, a special Thursday edition, recorded on Tuesday. AJ, I don't know where he is mentally at this point. It could be Wednesday. Who won the Tuesday night games, AJ? The Tuesday night games? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> to my right, with a change of seating, AJ Hoffman. Is this going to throw you off to your right? No. Okay. To my left. What's your name again, sir? Fezzik. Fezzik. Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. You know, I was thinking recently, if you had to have a list of things that you would like God to give you, or like, you know, if you could just get lucky, where would winning a third Super Contest be? And you, Listen, I get it. You want world peace. You want world hunger to end. But in your personal life, now, maybe, let's just say... Can you make a, it multiple choice? Would you rather get yeah. a one-year deal to be on NBC Sports, like literally the um, you and Mike Florio's talking about the games? Third Super Contest. Yeah, and that's about... In the media, that's as big as it could get. Yeah. Like, that's the holy grail. But that's a one-year gig versus... But the theory is that you could take that and, you know... Well, how about the theory that if I win my third super, when I win my third super contest, I can probably do something with that too. That's third true. super contest, or your or Johnny gets into an Ivy League school. Oh, oh that's well, a given. Yeah. Oh, is it, you hear what he said. What's it's a given? It's a given that he's getting in. He doesn't need to do this. Oh. What he means, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you meant? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, I mean, I would lay, I, I would lay twenty to make a dollar that you would get into an Ivy League school. Okay. I, I mean, that's interesting. Hmm, I don't want to bet against him. But what I would say, well, you know something? All he has to do is get accepted and remember Cornell. That's what I'm saying. Now, what odds would you want on, I mean, what is it? It's Princeton, Harvard, Yale is the big three, right? And who's yes. fourth, McKenzie? Columbia. Really? Yeah, that's a way distant four. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what would, you, would you take even money on the big three? No. That's interesting. Because you need something odd about you, although I might say... You know, it's, it's dangerous, but his being in Las Vegas, if he talked about, I did this risk analysis with my father, a professional gambler, that could completely turn people off, or he could automatically go in if the person likes that sort of did thing. Did you say you need something odd about you, like being a 10-year-old who does advanced statistics isn't odd enough? Well, or? but in a weird way, that's the given. <laughs> because it's hard to quantify. Listen, I've had a lot of, and listen, I know Johnny. Johnny's very smart. Um but I've known a lot of kids that were claimed to be a year, skipped a year, and they're dumb. I'm not talking about kid dumb. I'm talking about the event. I mean, I, you know, they're not. There's a lot of kids that are said to be smart, or they're not smart. But there is enough of them that have that pedigree that I don't think you get into Harvard without some of that, you know. So I don't think John. I mean, Johnny, he hasn't skipped any classes. Did he skip one year? Skip, skip uh, first grade. Yeah. Okay, one year. Which is impressive for sure. You ever see Little Man Tate? Nope. Oh, that was a movie by a little eight-year-old kid that was like, you know, that was in college. Like or Doogie Howser. Yeah, dude, I liked Wanda. I don't remember Wanda. Doogie's girlfriend. I don't remember. Yeah. But you remember his buddy. I don't remember any of the show other than I remember him being like a college. Why are you talking about? It's, I just remember that was the premise of the show. But do you think you were the most qualified to talk about it? No, I just then that's why, why I just brought about? it up. <sighs> Steve, let's you and I talk for a minute. Shut my mic off. Five minutes. <laughs> no, but back from a time shift. 
Steve started bringing up unrelated things, and I talked for about 20 minutes. I did, I did the end of this part, but it was entertaining. It was good. But let's get to it. Now, here's what we're going to do, a little different. This is Thursday. Now, we haven't decided. Are we going to give the best bets here and there? I think we are. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. This is going to be a two-pronged part. Prong number one is review the three Thursday games with a forced pick on every game. Or, or from each of us on one game. Fortunately, completely independent, we all picked the same game. Chicago-Detroit. We're not going to tell you who yet because we're going to go in reverse chronological order because I want there to be suspense because it's a triple like. Now, the question is, I think we do the Thursday games first, then we do the best bets. No, we always lead with the best bets. So let's lead with the best bets. All right, Steve Fezzik, your best bet on... Thursday games or the weekend, it's your call. Best bet of the week. Indianapolis Colts plus 2.6 hosting Tampa Bay. <laughs> I We have a crossfire on this game. I've got my, and here's what we're doing. We're doing um, three picks on the non-Thursday and one pick on the Thursday. So this is your three-way, which is your top, let's just say your top pick. This is my middle, let's call it middle that should be a way we do this one. Top, we might want to do that all along. Top, middle, bottom. Sure. Okay. All right. This is your top. This is my middle. Go. Let me make my case for how good the Colts are. So they all they started 0-3. O-line issues across the board. Wentz was playing injured. Team was bad. And they looked at their stats were bad. And then after those three games, I can make the case the Colts have been as good as any team in the NFL. They're six and two since that bad start. They have it. Hold on. They're six and two since the bad start. Yeah, but the bad start is explainable because of all the injuries. They could be eight and oh, RJ. That's six and two. What are the two losses? Well, they led Baltimore by 16 at Baltimore late in the game. Somehow they lost that game and they lost an overtime game against the Tennessee Titans. All six wins clean. Easy wins. This team is absolutely Wait, clicking. They beat Jacksonville by six. six. Yeah. Is that the easy one? That was the that was the closest they came to losing of the six. Okay. The, uh, the other ones, I think they won all of them by double digits. Okay. And the Jacksonville game, you're right. Jacksonville did have the ball, so they had the chance. But for most but, of that but game. Let's just say an impressive run. But let's say this. If you've got to um, partition off the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and then you're 6-2, and two, you're not one of the best teams in the NFL. You might be clear second, te- you know, like in that second group, but Arizona doesn't have to partition. They lost their quarterback for two games. There were injuries. They weren't crying. Or three games. They go two and one. So We should also take into account in the, the six games that they won include Dolphins, Texans, Jets, Jags. Is that the four worst teams in football? Not the four worst non-Lions teams so in football. the other wins? The Bills and the Niners. Good okay. wins. That's San Francisco? Yeah, that's good. That, San Francisco was, uh, let's just say this. I saw that. That was a si- Sunday night game, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think the 49ers lost that game or did the Colts win that game? Oh. Get, sometimes that happens. But what I'm saying is, so, let, let's see if we agree with the following. When you have to dream on something, it seems like we go further out of our way for that than when it's a, like if we look at a team that's not, if you had Arizona, you've been looking to fade. Yes. So think about it. They're actually winning, 
And you're saying, I'm going to squint my eyes and find a way that I can figure they're not near as good as they are. Been betting against them one and two the last three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Now, good admission. Now, we look at the Colts and somehow it's like, how can I get them from being an average, slightly above average team to be one of the best? And now you're giving them every break. You Why know, do we do that? Well, let me tell you. I, I bet the Colts before the season started. All right. I got them under 10 wins, under 9.5 wins. So you bet unders. Okay. I bet unders. So I'm biased. I'm, I want the Colts to lose. And so I, I watch Colts games more closely than other teams. And everything I see, I'm like, oh, my God, this team just keeps getting better each and every week. Jonathan Taylor is, like, playing like the best running back in the league. Carson Wentz. You is didn't even have the Colts plus seven last week. I know. What was that about? Vito gave me some bad information. <laughs> <laughs> Said the matchup was terrible for their defense against uh, Josh Allen, who's still the number two pick. Except they just to played win the, the MVP. They, they just played the year before in 27, the playoffs. 27-24, and the Colts played them even. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So we'll, like, and we'll I can make the, the case, matchup. You know, I can make the case that that win the Colts Maybe just had Vito's last week. Maybe Vito's with you. Yeah, he might have given me the, the, the head fake on that one. The um, How would that close? Right at seven, seven, right? Close, right at seven. Actually, no, 6.8. 6.8. Well, see, that's interesting. Plus seven late Because I was going to play the Colts on the Super Contest. No, on the fifth straight winning week. But at this point, just Mm -hmm. assume. (laughs) All right. (laughs) How are you doing on the Super Contest, RJ, on the tangent? No, pretty well. Now, I will say this. It deserves repeating. Steve, you're kicking butt in, what what is it, the Circuit Millions? Yes. What's it, real quick, I mean, 12 seconds, what's the story? I'm 34, 20, and 1, 14 games above 500. All right, let's stop there. Now, we partner on the $5,000 Super Contest. You send me, I take the responsibility. You send me the picks. I look at your top two, seriously, it's like, I I can't even go. It's like, they're like the, you know how the Pope, there's a concept in the Catholic Church it's called infa- infallibility. It's that the Pope can't be wrong. I if like he, that. Can I be the Pope? Said, if he said, well, a lot of people want to watch for the smoke. Is if he says it, it means the rules changed. Like if he says, hey, contraception's okay, contraception's okay, because he can't be mistaken. Okay. <laughs> That's how I look at your top two picks. And I think, the guy won two super. I mean, two, two. You know, I I don't like Faden. You're like I actually liked. Uh, I forget who Baltimore played. Uh, the Bears. I liked. Now this that wasn't going to be an easy game. I liked them a little bit, but when I saw you had Baltimore, you had Baltimore, right? No. You had Baltimore, or did you have the Bears? I had the Bears. Someone else had Baltimore, but they, they were it a was, veto person too. The Hitman had Baltimore. Yeah, but it wasn't him. But the point was, was I'd rather like I'll tell you, I Sorry, love. Yeah, I, wow. Well, listen, he gives a lot of love too. I love, love, loved Minnesota, but there was the guys on the PFF on the batting pod that only pick one game a week. I listened to it, and it's like these guys do pretty well. One game, you know, it's usually props. Hmm? You usually don't get, like, an actual sign. I'm like, oh, I can't bet again. You know, so to me— And they were on Green Bay. Yeah. Yep. And and to me, it was like— I guess I just—I I guess the short answer is I show you a ton of respect on your top two. Do you happen to know, Mackenzie, how he's done on those top two during my five-week win streak? Three winners, seven losers over the last five weeks. Does it that seems two. high— that doesn't seem possible because I believe you're 16 and nine. That's what I'm saying. So if we did the math and we did this before, 
Was it 13 and 2? I lost my paper. <laughs> what was it, 13 and 2? That's right. How do someone, how does someone do that, Steve? How do I go 13 and 2 and somehow I'm still only picking up one? I picked up how many games? Six games. That's it. That's pretty damn impressive. I know. AJ, what do you think? I think that Steve's top two are typically the two Loser? biggest line shifts. And that No, he no, no, no. Cleveland wasn't a line shift. He was ahead of the line shift, right? It was pretty much marketed. It might have been a half point mm-hmm. above, right? But yeah. was that Vito? That was Vito. So he was right at least on the move. Now, do you leave that game? There's a lot of debates about closing line value. We'll just do 60 seconds, you talking about it. When you lose a game like that, when clearly it wasn't the right side, but the line closed, what, 14? 14. Late, 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 right before Mm -hmm. kick, right? How do you feel about that? You hate losing, but how do you feel about it? I feel fine. As long as the game's scalpable, I always say it's one thing to have a half point of value. Big yeah. deal. doesn't matter. But when you're laying 11 and a half. Well, it matters. Wrong, You'd rather that than my. Right. Yeah. right. So if we laid 13 in the contest and it closed 14 and it was clearly the wrong side, I'd feel bad. But we laid 11 and a half. If you lay 11 and a half in a game that's going to close 14, you are going to do just fine in the long run. Because 14's a key number. 13's a pretty good number. Yeah. And if, yeah. Okay. I do. You know what's funny? If you would have... So what would you have expected to go in those games? Five times two. Like six and four, right? Yes. Especially because you have half of them are like two Had and a half, God three point line. freaking San Francisco plus two and a half and they close minus five. So three more wins I would have had. I had the Eagles plus three against We're the Raiders. We're talking about me right now. Okay. About, no, I want to talk about me. <laughs> Eagles plus three. No way, really? It was plus three. And think about what's the one team that's kicked ass the he last month. He never screams like that. Why are you screaming? The Eagles have kicked ass the last month, but yet somehow, and the Raiders have sucked. And yet somehow when I get three points of CLV with the Eagles, they lose to the Raiders. All I know is you – if you if you weren't taking anyone's advice, there's no way the Browns would have been on the card. No. There's no way in a weather game that you would have had an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. But I'm perverse. Card. If I know it's sharp because Steve's given it to me, I want to lay 11 because I want I, I want to – I hate these robotic – like two and a half point to eight and a half point but teaser you've, players. You've laughed me off the fucking pod before with – yeah, because I don't – I mean, as much as I feel like I'm a really good NFL handicapper, I don't have total insight. The market collectively has total insight. So if Vito tells Fez, hypothetically, that this, this sign's going to the moon, that means there's people that have enough money to have comprehensive insight. Right? We got to benefit from the market plus our insight plus our network. Yes. They, they got enough – where they feel like they know everything about this game. And like, look, look at the way the Eagles have been bad. They feel yep. like they know everything about these games. They're going to lose some, they're going to win some, but they're going to win enough to make money typically. So when Fez gives me the okay, and remember, any pick that you would have never made that makes your card is in replacement of your fifth pick. And do I really think some steam move that is going to happen? And I don't think when you give a game that you think is going to steam, it steams almost. I mean, it might be once or twice a year it doesn't steam, right? Yeah. When it's one you get prior word on. Exactly right. So, yeah, go ahead. What, what were you, so Browns and Seahawks were the two that Steve gave you this week. The Seahawks moved so much. It's hard, it's hard to blame 
Yeah, but those games by themselves, I don't think have won one time. That's it's funny because you probably are about break even on your own picks oh. during that those. The uh, only one 10. that won was was Carolina plus ten that closed seven, which I didn't even. But but you didn't have. Oh, okay. That was the only one. You know what you need to do. When when it's a veto play, just put veto beside it, cause I'm gonna, cause again, you got listen, I, mm. not that you do really well. I mean, history says, and I mean, every pick's documented, like by an independent party, not just our system. Um, I, but sometimes you get something up your little, you know, whatever, and you got some angle that some team's gonna be checking their mail or whatever, and I don't, I just plain don't agree with it. So I didn't, you know, if I would have known that, I did close, but it was, but it was because of the injury. Wasn't the quarterback out that game? Was yeah. that the first one, yeah, Kyler? Mer, did did it, Vito know that he was going to be out? What's interesting, Vito let me know, and then like an hour and a half later, Schefter and, and company start reporting, oh, Murray's— But when was this? The this Saturday, Saturday night? night at about So you don't, eight, you nine, don't eight, add into PM. the note? That's pretty dumb, isn't it? Yes. All right, so Vito gets added in now, right? Yes. W- what were the two games, if, if you uh, hadn't had Browns and Seahawks? You know why I disagree with what he said earlier, Steve? He said uh, Buffalo, clo- maybe it did. Cl- I'm not saying it didn't close at 6.8, 6. 6.8. But it was at uh, 7.2 when I put the yes. pieces in. Yes, it was. That's why I stayed off the Colts. I'm like, if people was betting Buffalo here, because mm-hmm. the Colts started to feel like a square sharp play. It was like, everyone's like, well, the Colts aren't bad. They're getting a touchdown. Strength of schedule wasn't real good. Like, I heard that a lot on Buffalo. So I started wondering about it. Right? I had in my notes, grab back the plus seven and a half at post, and then I was shocked. It was hard to find seven. It was hard. But that's the thing. Art, we got to have it in. And McKenzie, listen, we give him a little he. He, uh, I mean, it's justified. But he is there. At, like I, I put it in a couple times, 1148. Mm-hmm. And he starts sending SOS messages and stuff. But still, I mean, but we probably have won a couple games because he's let me, like, take all the info sure. in at the end. But we didn't, yeah, yeah, okay. But I would have had that. Well, who knows if it would have lost a, win, a loser or a winner could have went. I don't know what I would have pushed off the card. But it was going to be the Colts, and I liked the Bengals last week. So, but I, I mean, I had enough games I liked, right? So what was the other loser? That It was Browns and Seahawks. That was it, huh? So I was undefeated. Dolphins, so football team, Texans. So my 13-2. and two. Yes. Have you ever been in the same room as someone that went 13 and 2 in the NFL in the biggest contest in the world? Well, I, yes, I have. Well, before this. No. Mackenzie, where are we at now? Are we back to 500? We are 27 and 27, 500. What? Hey, listen, that was a fast mother effing comeback. If we win the rest every week, the rest of the way, we're going to win it. I bet. What, now, we were talking about how many games we were back, and it was like nine, two weeks ago, right? Something like that? Right, yeah. What, what's the story now? I hope. One sec. If someone's gone like 15 and 0, I'm going to. You know, that's the nice thing about the, the 5,000. There's just not that relentless number of people. You mentioned something about that millions uh, contest at Circa. There, there was something about you were using something I mentioned. We didn't even talk. You There's were, a difference in the when you have to submit your picks. The Circa cutoffs 3 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The, the Westgate is midnight. That's now normally. That's, let me see. That's nine hours, I think. In prior years, those nine hours didn't matter. 
I've never seen a year where there's been you talk about putting the plays in late, and this has hurt us, I think, that there's been so much movement and information that's come out quarterback related on Saturday afternoon. Well, that's a big advantage. Saturday night. Well, in the long run, but it's been a disadvantage. If you're putting in your picks at midnight, trust the system. You're getting stuck with the Seattles Hashtag. and the like. <laughs> Hashtag but Seattle. But you'd bet that same pick tomorrow. Or let's say if the same thing happened Saturday. Hashtag San Francisco against Arizona. Exactly. But you'll put, but you'll put veto next yep, to it. I will. Do you think there's a way to use the Circa picks to gauge what we should do in the Super Contest? That's a great question. So you look at, at 4 p.m. The Circa picks become public an hour after, and you can see what everyone's so played. So everyone's picked, okay. And you can look at who the leaders have played. Now, that's one thing I haven't done See, yet. I don't like that because I think the, mostly the leaders are pure luck. Mm, I agree. Most. Now, there's Not exceptions. A, yeah. But the consensus certainly is going to, if the number's the same on the Westgate contest as, as it is on the Circa, you would expect the consensus to be pretty darn consistent. So what I would be inclined to do is if I see a disproportionate number of plays on a game that's one of my close games, I'm not playing it. Because you won't pick up any ground on the I'm majority. I'm figuring the Super Contest 5,000 group is going to be sharper, obviously, than that, mm-hmm. you know, the masses. Well, the, the masses on top of the ma- real masses, right? You know, because if you're putting 1,000 mm-hmm. in, you, you kind of have some sense maybe, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I want to fade that. But no, I don't want to fade. I don't want to play it if it's borderline. But if I love it, I'd play. If it was going to be your fourth or fifth yeah. pick, that might push yeah, it off. For sure, the edge. I yeah. do. You agree with that? I do. I do. Well, that's kind of my question. Where we are in the standings now, and knowing we've got to make up ground, wouldn't it? Would you? What would you imagine? The Seahawks and Browns were on. Were they probably the two of the most popular picks this week? I would guess the Seahawks were on almost like, every six, card. No, because some people still submit. They proxy, so they submit like oh, a early. lot earlier before the news breaks. So maybe on maybe on half. Yeah, that's I because maybe that's a reason to leave them off. <clears throat> that's what we've done a lot, as you know, because we were. It's funny. Last year we weren't. We went nine and one the last two weeks, so we surged, but we weren't really in it. The first two years, I mean, we were tied for first the the penultimate week, the week before the end of it, and then the last the year before, I think we were four and a half games back. Like entering the last week, so we could have won, you know. So we were always in mm-hmm. it, but 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 to me, it's way right now. I've got more equity in the fact because entering this year, we everyone that played at three years, we had the second best record in the world. So I'm so proud of that because let's be honest, if you have the biggest contest in the world, public contest, mm-hmm. don't the best batters that any better that would ever play a contest. That's a huge batter is going to play a five thousand dollar one, you know, as part of it, right? Sure, it'd be like a poker player. Ah, no time for the no main, main event. event. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great analogy. So I figure, yeah, I'm not saying every best handicapper in the world is played. I'm saying there's no reason they shouldn't. And since of all the ones that did, we are second. I want to. That to me is more important than like a one percent chance at it. Mm-hmm. Now, if it, I wonder where that line is. The contest page isn't loading, so we see where we are. But we've got what? Almost half a season. You think if we 60%? No, we don't win going 60% from here. But you're saying randomly if we win every week, someone's going to be 4 and 1. That will we'll average like 75%. Yes. If we went 4 and 1 every week the rest of the way, 
I think that would we could still get well, there. I think we'd get there for sure. Like the winner of this thing's usually like like this five thousand is like sixty three, sixty four. Exactly. All right. So let me know when that comes up. Back to the Colts. Do you think maybe there's a chance that you're trying to drag this sucker through the pipe and that when you look at who's better, Arizona or the Colts? Arizona. But you're always trying to bet. Now, how much more do you think the market, because I'm looking at this line, and I got to be honest with you, Steve, this is saying the Colts are equal teams. Oh, wait a minute. Ho, ho, ho. Wait a minute. I think I screwed up here. Mackenzie, Tampa Bay is what here? Is this saying that they're two and a half point favorite? Laying two and a half. You know, it's Tuesday. <laughs> We're doing it 24 hours before we I'm, I mean, do. but what I'm saying is I should have known that anyway. Hmm. All right. Let's say this. A plus two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Tampa. You know what's funny? I guess I was kind of built into the whole Colts thing. Like, they have looked as good as anyone, right? And Tampa's beat up. They lost two of the last three. And the Colts were just laying, remember, three against Tennessee. So it's not unreasonable to think that they'd be laying well, potentially against a good team. I guess that's the question, though. Tennessee never got really bought by the yep. public. But, Mackenzie, isn't it interesting what I was asking you to look up was Tom Brady is an underdog. Right. Right. And I said, look up. So what I'll say is this. Pretty dumb. <laughs> All right. So I'll admit it. McKenzie, you want to try to dog my pay? <laughs> no, I don't think I'm, I'm uh, above, my, above my pay grade. <laughs> I. St- what do you think? L- let the bet stand and then you can oh, replace. the bet's not standing. It's not standing? Why you push the mistake? button on him. Well, no, it was a cr- the button was perfunctory because of the crossfire. Listen, I was going to say the bet stands, but you can change your like you could change where like you can take t- Tampa off your your card. Huh? What card? What are you talking about? Your three two one card. You know, it's funny. He's got a little smirk on his face. He's somehow in the the murkiness of his mind. He's thinking, well, that means he will expose himself to another bet. No, this is just me thanking God that I'm not the one who uh, is out there. Out where? At like if 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 I would have pushed the button on Fez and I made that but mistake, I, but you realize I didn't push the button. That this, we have a crossfire; it's an automatic push. So okay. it's an auto bat. But I didn't choose. I don't it. recall hearing a button. No, oh, but we one hundred percent heard a button. No, when really? you were when you talk, Steve, you don't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> like we, were, we were Fez in the zone. I'm just like looking at the moose munch, yeah, and, you know, and I'm like I'm hypnotized say, like, with the munch. Like you know, what he never screams like this. I know. We we literally like, had a test. <laughs> Steve, talk as loud as you can. He did it. And so here's what I would say, Steve. You can keep doing that, but when you scream, just go off. Just turn your head a little. Like you're sneezing. Think you're sneezing. Okay. When you're screaming, is sneezing. How do you not do it there, though? Because you screaming at that mic like it's no one's business. This mic doesn't, it just doesn't react wow. the same way. So, Steve, how's this sound? We'll resolve the financial stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't even imagine. We're going to make so much on Notre Dame, it's not going to matter. Good. So... It's no bat, but I got to be honest. I'm a little embarrassed. <sighs> but you know what? I could have tried to hide it. Instead, I took it like a man. You did. Go ahead. All right. Pure power ratings. I have these teams four points separate. I have Tampa's the best team in the NFL. The Colts are surging. I still have a four-point difference. Give the Colts a couple points for home field. Boom, we're down to two. We're catching two and a half. That doesn't seem like it's worthy of a bet. 
but I love the spot. Think about, I believe, I think it's Thanksgiving week, right? So Tampa Bay had to play Monday night, had a convincing win against the Giants team they, that Brady doesn't like, and now they have a short week. And I think this is unique to the Thanksgiving week. The last thing you want is a short week off of Monday night game during Thanksgiving week when everybody's going to be off Thursday and distracted as well. So now essentially every team. Are we sure teams are off Thursday? I got to believe No, that. I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain they're not. Really? Yeah, yeah you, it's so funny when you do this. Ebenezer you think it's Scrooge, like, you, you they're going to make them all practice like a normal Thursday on Well, the millions probably make You know, there's people at Kmart and Walmart, like every place in the world, like at the Strip when you, you, you said – Later in the part when we time shifted to it, that you used to go down to what buffet? Rio. Who was working there? Who was working at the buffet? Yeah, on, on Thanksgiving. Well, the casino demands that their employees work. Okay. You don't think the guys that are getting paid millions of dollars, you don't think they that like their boss says, I demand you guys work on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm pretty darn sure, if anything, it's a light workout on Thursday and everyone's you out know, playing. No, I agree with that. I mean, I don't know exactly how light, but mm. usually it's more of a walkthrough. They are going to get their time in. They probably lose a third of a day or something. You know, is my guess. Maybe they lose half a day. Well, Mackenzie, you have any insight into this, or had you been kicked off Washington at this point when you were a ball boy? Only, only I guess that was during the off season. Yeah, right? only worked off seasons, but 100% they are at the facility on Thursday. Everyone's there on th on Christmas. Yeah, they play road games on Christmas. You know, I, I think you were on to something though. I think it's fair to say there's a little inefficiency this week. And thus, teams that are traveling. But that'd be interesting. How do road teams do Thanksgiving week? Not Thanksgiving Day, but that Sunday. Mm. I got a feeling they might do slightly poorly. So the perfect storm of Tampa traveling on the road. Uh -huh. and, and a short week. Short week. Accentuated. Then the Thanksgiving week. And now they're, and the Colts need the game. The Colts lost too many games early in the year. So here's... How could such a great team lose games? Because they... I forgot the names of the linemen that were out. They, the, the, Sounds the, important. The, no, the, he's, he's very important. And Quentin I, Nelson. Quentin Nelson had the broken foot, remember, the same as, as Carson Wentz. And then Wentz came back, and he had the ankle problems, and he wasn't 100%. There were a lot of reasons that the Colts team just wasn't any good to start the year, and we all knew and, it. And, and Arizona would have excuses for their losses, but somehow they didn't lose. What does that tell us? Yeah, but Arizona's the aberration. Most teams. But does that tell us? I mean, we'll get to it, but does that tell us they're just damn good? Probably. Yes. How could. Then what is preseason? All these prior talk. If we couldn't figure out that Arizona was going to be good, or no one could, they were fourth in that division, hmm? then what do we know? Because, I mean, if you aggregate, A.J. Green was not. I don't think I heard one person like that signing. Kyler hasn't. You could make the case he's improved in spots, but in aggregate, he hasn't really. Do you think there's been a big uptick from him? He's been better than expected, but not a huge uptick. No, he's certainly I, not in the MVP. Can't. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, AJ, what do you mean? How, how's Kyler? Forget the games he missed. How's he playing relative to last year? Before he got hurt, the, the first same. The same. So there's no uptick before, then. Yeah. So if we say Kyler's going to play like he did the first half of last year, we'd say great quarter or good, really good quarterback, but we wouldn't be surprised, right? Right. Hopkins has played worse. He's so what, what's happening? He's been hurt. Yeah, but what's happening Defense with this team? Defense got good. How, though? If we can't figure that out, how yeah. do we do anything in the offseason? Mm -hmm. What's your take on this game? My concern is that it's so difficult to run against Tampa, and if— No, uh, Vita Vea is out, right? 
uh, well, he was out last week. I don't know if he'll be out. Probably going to be out again. Well, what, what, what's the? I mean, we're not guessing, right? What, you, well, it's Tuesday. We, Brad, bought you want to look that up? Well, there's all kind of. Uh, Beat reporters that are talking. Yeah. Hey, we'll find that. I'll continue. But if if they have a hard time running against Tampa, then you're counting on Carson Wentz, and I don't I don't necessarily love Make that. Make a good point. Yeah, Carson Wentz is meant to hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. There's no doubt about but it. But so you th- think they're going to be effective running the ball against Tampa? I, no one's effective running the ball against Tampa. So that's my what? point. Yeah. And and the Bills Wait, they I ran. I tell you this, Tampa two plus two and a half was a damn good bet. <laughs> it would have been. They, you know, you know, Washington Gibson did the running back did have a a, a a capable game against that that Tampa run defense when they beat Tampa. And the Colts ran really well on Buffalo, but Buffalo was Buffalo missing. Sucks. They were missing their defensive tackle. Oh oh whoa whoa we've gone to that their defensive tackle. Well, I mean, he's their defense. Star Lutalele. Who? Star Lutalele. Like, is me telling you names of players going to mean anything to you? It, they, had two, they had two guys out, right? Tremaine Edmonds, their middle yeah. linebacker. Was so funny. The two most important guys to stop in the run, aren't they? But why didn't you love the Bills? Well, they, we didn't find out until Saturday that they but were you players. Knew they were hurt. Well, I knew Star Lutalele was on COVID list, and is he was a real name. That's a real name. Yeah. Right. How, could he make that up? <laughs> It sounds like he's going blah, 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 blah. Star Lutalele. Okay, maybe. Go ahead. But it was a late announcement. He was a, a maybe on COVID. Like, if he was going to be cleared, he wasn't oh, so cleared. so wasn't like he was banged up. No. He, he's a co- And then Tremaine Edmonds missed the week before. They thought he was going to play. Then they announced and, him out as well. I think that's why the money came in on the Colts last minute on Sunday morning. Yeah, this isn't me trying to make listen, an excuse for the Bills listen, got their listen, ass listen. kicked. You don't lose a forty to three because your defensive tackles out. Yes. No. So you know that's. I'm saying that makes it a lot easier to run the football, and that that's what they that's why they had so much more success against the Bills than anybody else has had against the Bills running the football. But still, getting back to the point, if anything, his points making it where how's the Col- if the Colts didn't just somehow shockingly run against the Bills, there's a good reason then isn't it more difficult for them to run against Tampa? Yes, the Colts are going to have to be effective with their short passing game. That's for them to So the what ball. you're saying is they're going to have to count on Carson Wentz. Yes. And that's what I don't like about the bet. <laughs> so you can never bet on the <laughs> Not when you can't run the ball. Uh, I, I've got confirmation. Uh, most of the time it is a – a half day on Thursdays. Well, it sounds like something I said. Yeah. So they, but they were definitely, definitely had to be. I got to take a few bows here after yeah. my stupid yes. move. <laughs> you know something? Many of you have furniture in your house that you're looking to get rid of. I don't usually make mistakes. I, I'm a little frustrated. But relax. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So it looks good. I'm stronger than you thought. Didn't yeah. I? I hired someone beforehand. It was a, tr- it was like they say on wrestling, it was a trick or a gimmick. It was a gimmicked table. You done with your handicap? I'm done. Okay. AJ, I'm going to seed my second spot to you because I was dumb earlier. Okay. Uh, I was supposed to say you weren't dumb, are you? Uh, just made a no, human you just made a human mistake. But you didn't say it. Go ahead. It happens. It happens right, to everybody. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons minus one at Jacksonville. And Whoa. I think the Falcons are just better than their record suggests. I still think Matt Ryan has some gas in the tank. And What proof do you have of any of this? I don't think Matt Ryan's been awful this year. So what numbers do you – I mean, like, like an opinion is the starting Matt point. Matt Ryan's QBR is 16. He's right in the middle. 
I thought NFL. it was 16. <laughs> Come on. And Matt Ryan's been doing it with without well, his best weapon for most of the year. Except he hasn't been doing it. That's my point. They had it. I mean, I I look my, at the flow here. I tell him I'm on Atlanta. Atlanta. Who? I'm on the Falcons. Is it double like? Yes. What's your weight on this? Just a one. Okay. Well, it's your low one. Yes. Yeah. All right. So my point is this, and you can tell me if the numbers back it up. There was a surge for the Falcons. There was a time it felt like they were going to be playoff. And then Ridley with the, you know, absence. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see like a Belichickian, okay, we're going to take the tight end slash wide receiver, Pitts, and say, no, no, not today. And I get fading a team off uh, humiliating. Well, I guess the back to back, back to back, to back. humiliating losses in yeah. Dallas. What was 43 3 and 25 nothing? Okay, so the Pats were th- the Thursday game. Yes. Okay, and that was after they got beat by Dallas when Dallas just had been beat by Denver. Yes. And we had somehow you, that was another one of your picks, I think. No, I think I did because the line was at the time the line was nine and a half in the contest, and it was like eight, eight, and mm-hmm. and I know the whole teaser protection. Yeah, thing. that wasn't mine. I know that was well, you you know, I just want to blame people at this point because I'm so <laughs> mad about my mistake. But um, that was one. That was the two and the thirteen. Uh, my thirteen mind, and two. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess my question is, since Ridley's gone, where, where's the optimism? Well, Cordero Patterson comes back this week. He's their Swiss Army knife. He's their running back. He's their wide receiver. He's been it's a like key your guy. PR agent, like Swiss Army. Like, what does that tell us? I mean, he does everything for them. He, he's, he, like, he's really been a huge surprise. And it with um, Ridley out and Julio Jones obviously gone, he is critical. And he was why the Atlanta offense was capable earlier in the year. Because and how many games has he missed? One. Yeah. So the Dallas game, he was there. Yeah. He was. How the Swiss well, that's the Ar- game he got hurt. How did the Swiss Army knife do? Uh, in the Dallas, I can pull it up. Doll. <laughs> well, I know he didn't help his team very no, much. No, he did not help his team very much. So that's what I'm saying. Do you, this is. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm saying that if we just dismiss things, he, he way, had, he had four carries before he got hurt in that game. Okay. Twenty-five yards. But at what point of the game did he get hurt? Brad, look that up. Or you guys decide how to split this up. Um, but I want to know at what point of the game Patterson got hurt. Because remember, they were in it early. It was 7-3 at the end of the first quarter, much to the chagrin of our plus three and a half first quarter bet. Yeah, they, they were in it they for played a one, They played one good quarter where they almost covered the first quarter <laughs> before getting outscored 37 nothing. But my point is, if we look at the post-Ridley time, how can that be good? I mean, show me the angle that we can say that's they're playing pretty good. We can't. Okay, so how big is losing your who's their who's their best receiver now? If Pitts isn't a receiver, because he's lining up like Pitts a and Cordell Patterson. So there's a running back and a he's tight. like C Mac. He's like the same thing. Yeah. And then Russell Gage. He's not a wide receiver. Yep. Who's taking the top out? Russell Gage. Yeah. Yeah. Possession. He? He's a possession receiver. Uh, EPA per play, Matt Ryan ranks 21st. Since week eight, 25th. So little gas left in the tank is 25 out of 32. Is that gas left in the tank with all the rookies except Mac Jones? Who else is behind him except rookies? I'll check that in a sec, but uh, Patterson went out in the first quarter against the Cowboys. All right, so then we can say he was out for both games effectively, and they did play better when he was there. 
Is that so? You admit if somehow Patterson was only out one. I mean, you're hanging your hat on he's the difference maker. I think he's huge for them. Yeah, because otherwise they're one. They're a one man offense. I know. Now they're a two man offense. Which do we know he's a hundred percent? No. Continue. I mean, I'm well, just, he, you know, the one one thing is that there was talk that he might be able. Yeah, to play I, I last remember week. that, so that does make me a little odd. But you know, Russell Wilson played both games. Yes, <laughs> and then the Jags have a guy similar to that who lines up at running back, wide receiver Jamal Agnew, who's now out on on the IR, done for the season. So, it was uh, Agnew even going to start entering the year? I don't know, but he's played every game for him. Well, I know, but the question is, replacement level can get easily replaced. How good was he? But he's like I said, he's a guy who's who's lined up all of. So How obviously, fact, he's a Swiss he's a Army to, knife. He's a three to four catch guy, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying, is it's like, I'm not saying you're even wrong. I just got to hear some data. I got to hear the numbers or or some quote or something. That's well, like, you, you bring up f- very fair points about Atlanta not being very good. But I mean, Jacksonville is like the drag of the NFL. I mean, are we making? I mean, no, you make a good point. Atlanta's three points better than Jacksonville. I don't think anyone would debate that. So let's look at Atlanta. I'm going to try to figure out how McKenzie did this. Atlanta at Jacksonville. Okay. Now, the line was pick them and the look ahead. So I have no idea who's favored because that was supposedly it. Then it went to plus one. Okay. Then it went to minus one, minus one, minus one, minus one. So Atlanta's minus one at Jacksonville. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. So now home field is two, maybe, because Jacksonville doesn't have a good home maybe field. Maybe one. Let's call it one and a half. Sure. Okay. And if you're one, you're only a half, you're really effectively a tick, right? One tick. So it's like two. That, that, okay. So. Huh. So this is pretty much saying Jacksonville is only two points worse than Atlanta. Yes, and okay. I I don't think that's realistic. Like if the season started today, Atlanta's probably going to win six and a half games, and Jacksonville's going to win four and a half, right? Something like something like that. With Ridley out, I don't know. Six well, and a half. What low. was what was Jackson? What was Atlanta's um, win total with Ridley not out starting the year? I think they were seven and a half. I might be wrong. Normally, well, the number. But a just, Swiss Army knife is going to be worth more than a game, isn't we it? We didn't even. The Swiss Army knife wasn't supposed to be any good. Well, this, this is what, like his eighth year or something. But they, yeah. This was, but I've heard the analytics guys really make the case that he's really playing. I mean, in fact, PFF just flashed ninety point three grade, which is high. So no, it's, it was a surprise, but he has been a fact. Bears coach didn't know what to do with them. Fire him. Wow. Doesn't know what to do with his own players. <laughs> nah, I don't know. You know something? I messed up here. I knew what the line was, but I did what the Fez is. I just was thinking directionally, but you might be right. I mean, what I'm saying is this line, if, if Pat, what would the line be if Patterson's out? I mean, what would your line be? Would this line be right? Yeah, because I think Patterson's I think that's worth right. a little more and than Patterson is the essence of the value. Yes, ex- well said. All right. All right, I'm going to back off and say you convinced me. Well, and and the Falcons have feasted against bad teams. The, the, the wins over Giants, Jets, Dolphins. I think the Jags fall Is into that Miami category. Miami a bad team? Yes. They, be, they beat the Patriots, and now they're on a three-game winning streak. I mean, what I'm saying is they're not – They well, you know, they were three and a half at the Jets, right? Yeah, Miami's like Atlanta. They're they're it depends how you define bad. I, I will say the they're last well below average in the in this three game stretch they've started going down the field a lot more. They've opened up Tua as you would call it, taking the training wheels off of him, and they're having some more success hitting big plays, which they weren't early in the season. 
right. I, I, I'm not going to argue it. I, Jack, well, let me ask a question, not actually arguing. Jacksonville's D kind of at times has looked better. Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked good at all. Their offense is getting the worse. He will not run the ball. You mean him as a quarterback runner? Yeah. Well, he's, uh, you know, business decision. I mean, would you run when the best that's going to happen is you're going to win four games instead of three? No, but it was amazing. I was willing to risk his whole career when he was playing your Buckeyes and take it and, and run. What do you mean risk his career? He was running like crazy as a college quarterback. In because all these he big never games. he hadn't won a big game in like a thousand days. He was trying to win a big game. All the linebackers weren't faster than him then either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. All right. So, you, I mean, I guess my question is, if you redrafted right now the quarterbacks, we'll start with you, Fez, and then we're going to end with McKenzie. <laughs> no. I'll take – okay, I'm up next with my best bet. This will be the last one for the weekend we do here, and then we'll do the three Thursday games. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers at Pick'em. At Pick'em. Hosting the Rams. How is that line pick them? It's a good question. You I'm not I'm sure. Saying? I've got the two teams rated equally. I think it's a good spot for the Rams off, back, off back-to-back losses and then a and bye. The bye. Yeah. So the feeling is so that back-to-back losses means you're good. I, I wonder if yes, you're I, in a good spot. Let me ask you a question. Once you have the bye, isn't that enough? I mean, what I'm saying is. Did the back-to-back losses help? Yeah, I think so. Because remember, or do they maybe make you question yourself? No, I think it. I think it really helps because remember, like when Dallas was rolling and then they had their bye and then they lost thirty to nothing. Mm-hmm. They trailed thirty to nothing to Denver. I think it's a natural reaction. Go to Cabo and party when you're on a roll and then you get your bye. But if you get your butt kicked right before your bye, I think that that does help um, motivate the team to get their focus coming out of the bye. I think you got a point. I think the Rams are different and they are all in. The Rams are all in. I don't think. But, okay, I can tell you this. The second loss didn't help. The, you know, the, you don't need that one, do you? No. I, I think that maybe the what could be making this number what it is is questions about Aaron Rodgers' health because he's talking about it publicly, talking about the toe. But I don't know who said it between you two before the show, but it's like if you really have a problem, you're probably not talking exactly. about it. Exactly. Looked pretty good against the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know you have a good, you know you got a good pick when everyone's trying to say, I don't know how it could be this number. Doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense. So I mean, I think it's the the Rams have got a lot of big names, right? Everyone knows Von Miller, everyone knows OBJ. People understand a buy, and buys are better typically off uh, on the road. road. Green Bay, I think, has the best home field in the NFL right now. I agree. I mean, because the, the Seattle's dissipating uh, with the crowd not. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, you see the way they're slipping and sliding on that field? I mean, I'm mean, i glad you brought that up because, you know what? It's almost wintertime. It's Thanksgiving. And remember how we always talked about, like, the Rams sucking when they went to cold weather? And but we part of that it, was Jared Goff's We blamed it all hands. on Goff. Right, exactly. Like, they go to Chicago and they score seven points and the like. Being a Southern California team, that can't be good to have to go to Green Bay in in the cold weather. I mean, especially with that. What's the forecast, boys? To me, if Aaron, can we agree with the following? If Aaron Rodgers is not uh, hobbled significantly, however we want to say that it's a big deal or even a moderate deal. If it's a moderate deal, this is probably right. If it's not at least a moderate deal, 
can anyone make the case for this line? No. The, no. the Packers have other injuries, but not nothing that could make it. Other worth. injuries that's happened. No. I mean, if I mean, they're, they're without their running back. Getting, and, but they're getting healthier, it feels like. They're still on a third-string left tackle. Yeah, but I'm saying relative to two weeks ago, three yeah. weeks ago, they're trending up, right? Well, everything except running back because the running back happened two weeks ago. So that's. A, but A.J. Dillon's proven himself to be a very capable starting running back. Now, Rodgers is saying it's more painful than turf toe. Now, turf toe is what Mahomes literally had, like, I think he had multiple surgeries, and it was mm. still kind of – so the idea that that somehow this is worse, I think that tells us what's going on here. He's trying to, like, make him himself heroic. Yes. I, it'd be heroic if he cut his hair. <laughs> or shaved. Or something. I, you know what's funny? If you didn't know it was Aaron Rodgers – would you would like? Would you like let him get on the elevator with you? You know, I went to the, I went to the pass. <laughs> Next down, one, please. <laughs> in downtown, um, old Henderson. You're telling another story. Yeah, to pick up money. I walk past like there's like. Some... Why did you have to say pick up money to brag? <laughs> <laughs> to help pay everybody for winning bet. Oh. Uh, and there's a homeless group, and like I thought, one of them looked just like Aaron Rodgers, as I walked by past them. Well, that was a long walk to that <laughs> <Yes>. one. <wasn't laughs> You know, it's okay to give up halfway. To just say, nah, I'm not uh, going to This story's on. not worth it. Yep. 32 degrees is the projection. That matters. Wind chill, or the wind, 18 miles an hour, feels like 20 degrees is what someone said. If the Rams aren't the kind of team that I Late would. Late game. Late game. The Rams right. aren't the kind of team that I'd want to. Is it the Sunday to... night no. or the, the no. 4.30? It's the 4.30. Yeah, the Rams aren't the kind of team I want to play in bad weather, cold weather. That doesn't. You don't want to bet on. I don't the want to Rams. bet on the Rams. It's funny. I was, so why isn't this your best bet? Why am I the only one that saw it? I don't know. So I think it's Rams good pick. have been bad since they lost Woods because everyone knows Cooper yeah. Cup is better than Woods, but Woods is a great downfield blocker and like these and Rams. Well, but it's you listen. You can stop one. There's only about three or four receivers that you can't stop, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you double up, they're going to have trouble. But it frees everyone else. If, if OBJ doesn't play, now listen, there is a narrative that OBJ has time to learn the playbook. Mm-hmm. That Von Miller has time. So I think these guys ramp up to some degree. But would you want OBJ or Woods? Oh, Woods right now. Maybe, so so I mean, net, net is a downgrade. Yep. Yes. Even if OBJ was 100% ramped up, which you know he isn't. I don't think he is, right? Mm-hmm. Because it takes more than two weeks. And sure. it, like him on the bye week, it's not like the whole team is hanging around and OBJ is just getting better. Plus there's Thanksgiving. I mean, they don't even <laughs> consider, they don't even consider coming in. OBJ has been brining a turkey. He's not, he doesn't have time I mean, to practice. They say come in at eight and be done by 12. It's like, what are you crazy? It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. So if I had asked you, you, you do the ORJ two point move here, you know, in each direction, yeah, yeah. it's like, if, if you had said, great hey, green base laying three, I think we'd say, you know what? That looks a little bit too high. We might lean. Yeah, with the turf toe. If he was healthy. Yeah. Two comparable teams and, and the, if, the weather conditions. Yeah, three looks about right. I think we certainly say two and a half looks right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I think if I was getting three with the Rams, I, I would like big the Rams. Field, but like the Rams? I, if they were getting a full three, the I think fact, so. The fact you're on the border, that shows how good this pick is. Yes. Yeah. Right? I'm a board. I like this. And uh, let me add one last thing. We don't even need to predict to some degree. The look ahead line on this close, it opened at minus one and a half for Green Bay. It closed minus one and a half. Okay. It, the world open here was two. So offshore Sunday, two. 
So it went to one and a half on Monday, one on uh, one Monday afternoon, so early Monday, and then it went down to pick them between Monday and Tuesday. So Green Bay is being downgraded for playing what? against the Vikings, where by all accounts the Vikings were, I think we can use the term fortunate to get out of there with the win. Well, we t- we're talking about Aaron Schott said based upon their DVOA numbers. Now this might be high to my eyes or my stat reading, but let's say he's. He's not going to be that wrong. He said that based upon the numbers, looking back in retrospect, if he just saw the numbers, DVOA and all that, how it went, he'd say there was a 94% chance. And this is a tweet he put out, 94% chance that Green Bay would have won the game. So let's just say they were one of the most unlucky teams of the week. He's saying of the year and beyond. You know, but we don't even have to go that far. But they're getting downgraded this much? And what have we seen from the Rams? Let's be candid. If we want to wait recent performance, how's Stafford doing? Not great lately. Terrible. Two back-to-back. Not, not just bad. I can't believe he's still number one in QBR because he's, he's had two absolute atrocious games. He single-handedly lost the game against the Titans. He got like 200 yards because of his bonehead mistakes. And he was bad in his other game, too. Did I read my free pick being so good that no one can even put, or my best bet being so good no one can put up a fight even? Does that redeem myself? You're good. A mistake. Only if it wins. But I thought CLV. <laughs> what happened? You? All right. So we everyone did their best bet, right? Yes, sir. We're going to Thursday, and we have a triple like, which will be last. AJ Dallas. Well, I'll do it, and then you can do the rest. <clears throat> Dallas. Plays at some unbeknownst location because I don't understand the nomenclature. Dallas home to the <laughs> Raiders. Dallas giving eight Why points. Why is there the H that I've asked for again and again? Like the host. I'm you, guessing you a, heard that, right? I'm guessing it's a copy and paste problem. Well, that seems to be all the problems. <laughs> when he signed when he signed up for that one website, it was a copy and paste <laughs> problem. Go ahead. Yeah, Dallas minus eight hosting the Raiders. Um, Bad the, start. He's the he's A guy. Sure. All right, let me uh, talk about the summer line. And AJ, you want to guess what the summer line on this game was? And Don't look at the sheet. I, I, my guess would be six. All right, I laid three. I have a ticket in my possession. You're again? You have a showboat. Look at you. Hot dogging. So, and now I ask you, I know that the Raiders have fallen a little bit on hard times, right? Mm-hmm. And Dallas has, you know, played a above expectations for the year. But if I look at the season win numbers for these two teams, and I actually have those numbers updated, bear with me a second. The current season win. Current season win numbers. The Raiders going in the season were supposed to win seven and a half games. That's where they're at right now. So they're right on expectation in terms of how they're supposed to be. Dallas was supposed to win. The the Raiders are five and five, right? Yes. And with seven games left, seven and a half is still the, okay. Yes. Dallas is supposed to win 11 and a half games. Before the season started, nine and a half. So, Two games better than – so Dallas is better than expected. But wait a minute. This line was three, and now it's eight. Further, this Dallas team has significant injury issues. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with Michael Gallup. Maybe if you guys could look up – I think Michael Gallup's okay. I think CeeDee Lamb is not going to play. Concussed, and now a short week. Yep. So And Cooper still got the COVID, right? Yep. He's and, out. He had to miss two games automatically because he wasn't vaccinated. So you got Dak Prescott, who's trending downward, not looking good. Zeke got all banged up. I know Pollard is quite good, but you know what? This is a case where they'd be better off if Zeke actually got reported out. 
versus him running at 80% and getting three and a half yards per carry. So where's the separation going to come from when you've got no skill position players healthy? Yeah, that's the problem right now. The Cowboys offense, the three games since Dak came back from injury, Cowboys are averaging less than 10 points per game. And now they're without their two best pass catchers. So at least their two best pass catchers. So, you know, Cooper's out. Or you know, Lamb is, I'd say, I think Lamb, I don't know. Check and see if he's officially out. It's tough doing it on Tuesday. We don't really know yet. I, I don't think he's going to play. So the Raiders, whatever you th- whatever's happened to the Raiders, they're still one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. Uh, graded number one by PFF. That's the thing. The, the problems with the Raiders are not on defense, which is what we kind of would have thought coming into this season. And really, if you watch the first five games, you'd say, man, the Raiders are, are looking really good despite their defense not being great. The Raiders' defense is keeping the Raiders in games that they shouldn't even be in because the offense has been so poor. And this is the one game that I've landed on a total. I do like the under. Because, yeah. Because the Raiders have morphed from a dead nut over team to a team whose defense is playing better. Offense is obviously struggling. They don't have rugs to go ahead and stretch the defense. And Derek Carr doesn't go down the field anymore. And, and Wallers, you know, can move the chains, as can Renfro, but they're not dynamic players. And with Dallas, without Cooper, with probably without Lamb, 51 looks sky high to me. I like the under. I like the under as well, and, and I like the Raiders as well. Here's my question. Dallas went into the season, what, nine and a half, nine, nine and a half. quarter wins? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they've exceeded expectations. But how much of that is repeatable? I guess what I'm saying is when I see these bad, I mean, let's make the case that was a bad performance against Kansas City, right? I mean, you, how, yeah. what do you call it other than that? No. They, you know, if you look at the stats, it wasn't, it wasn't a domination by Kansas City, but, um, you know, that. The stats a, are deceiving. They, look, they looked a lot like. Remember last year when Dallas just couldn't get anything going with the offense, and they like they, like I don't know if it was last year or the year before they went to New England, and they they just couldn't put any points up on the board. And here's a game against Kansas City. They should not have been shut down like they were. And they were shut down two weeks before that. Denver thirty to nothing. So if you have a team, if priors are such a big deal to people, you have a team that comes in the year. The priors being nine, let's say, .5, which is a playoff team, but on the cusp of it, you know, not a, not a Super Bowl real threat. And then you have a couple good games. You know, more than a couple you could make the case. Okay, now we reevaluate. But now when two of the last three ends up being like not even competitive. Does it kind of wipe out the two or three know, good I performances? Know. I mean, do it. Because it's like we all say we care about the, the priors, but we don't because Dallas somehow became a Super Bowl type team. And I got, and I also think the injuries, right? So left tackle. Tyrone Smith. What's yep. his status? Questionable. All right. He didn't play last week, right? He was hurt. I don't recall if he played at all during the game. I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. Because it was, he was yeah. all right. So, but it was almost that he, I think it was possible he could, Hmm. or not could, but he may. So maybe that helps him here. But he's a difference maker. Sure. I mean, can you even bet? I mean, you like you're under a lot more if he's out, right? Sure. I think the priors with the Cowboys are tough because there was no Dak last year. But there was Dak long enough for them to go 500 or last when he was there. And Dak is not putting up numbers. Dak is 18th in the league, below average in QBR. So after talk about him being a possible MVP, he is completely leveled off. Well, they still got Josh Allen as a possible MVP. I guess what I'm saying is— Give it to Brady. 
how last question how much do you think Dallas's struggles are about their injuries because they've got injuries on defense and remember the defense is built to regress or at least it's got all of the makings of a regression hmm. so many turnovers they've generated with a lot of luck That's a great point uh, and they got injuries so I don't I, I guess I feel foolish in some degree because I at one point I thought Dallas could win I'm thinking the defense is pretty decent. This offense is good. They got a two-headed Russian monster. I don't know. How do you get beat that, that bad? I mean, are, or is Kansas City that good? The, the I think can, Kansas City can't. Not def, Kansas City shouldn't be holding anybody to nine points. You know, Lamb got hurt, and he really is tremendous. That hurts the offense a heck of a lot, especially with Cooper out. Yeah, as once well. it becomes cluster, because I said last week the the Cooper thing matters less because they got Michael Gallup back right when Cooper was leaving. But then when you take away Lamb as well, now if Michael Gallup's your. You have two good, like one, uh, you know, it's like they have a better receiving core with that lineup than the average NFL team. With with uh, the conversation being the best, the best, Cooper and Lamb are probably the best one no, 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 one no. two. What I'm saying is, without Cooper and Lamb, you got Gallup. Yeah, but I I think but then you you've got kind of a drop off after Gallup. And Gallup it, was oh, for hurt. some reason I was thinking. Wasn't was there another before. guy? Wasn't there another guy that's kind of emerged on Dallas that was that was Gallup, but then he got hurt. Okay. All right. He's a second or third year. So guy. what you're saying is, if Cedric Gallup... Cedric Wilson's probably the guy yeah. you're thinking of, but he, I mean, I don't know that anybody looks at okay. him as like a. So Gallup is what? Is he a? So what you're saying is they're way below average at receiver. If Gallup is your number three receiver, so if you have Cooper and Lamb, you, you've got the best three-headed wide receiver combo in in the league. Mm-hmm. But if Gallup's your number one, you're below average. You know, for yeah. some reason, I thought. And again, obviously it was my mistake, but what I thought was that they weren't, because when Gallup was out, because he got hurt in the first game, right? Mm-hmm. And he just came back, so he's missing. No, he, he he got hurt in the second game. He played okay. two games. So uh, it strikes me at the time, there wasn't a sense that there's only two receivers on this team. Dalton Schultz, their tight end, has been kind of a uh, a surprise. He's actually yeah. been very good, caught a lot he's of touchdowns. Up 50 a game. So he's, yeah, he's and, been a good tight end. He's playing now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't feel like the team's got obviously they're not elite playmakers, but if you if you just have uh Pollard, Zeke, Gallup, Schultz, Schultz in a in a top 7 quarterback, that is pretty good. I mean, it's not the best offense in the league, but it, it just seems like that they have been held in it feels like it has to be more than the that. The eye test says that Dak is not moving well. You lower body, you think. Yeah. Well, if his stats aren't there, because his stats uh, last year they were crazy good before he got hurt. No doubt. Well, it's funny. Like, ha- what happened? The the Falcons game, the offense was just a monster. And then this, like, it was fu- the, the Broncos game. Dak looked like he never touched a football. Well, Jerry Jones builds a culture of front runners. I mean, I think that's. I mean, you want to say these are great intestinal fortitude teams, right? No. So it doesn't explain. But again, it was against who? Against Falcons. Uh, uh, but, I mean, you would think the Chiefs' defense you'd be able to put up some points on. But, listen, if you look at the Chiefs' defense, obviously it's trending in the right direction. Sure. Mm-hmm. Number two, the halftime – Mackenzie, find a break point that makes it look even more impressive. So let's accept we're going to have an arbitrary <laughs> end point here. But go back X number of games. About four or five games ago in the second half in all those games, uh, KC's been amazing shutting people down. 
So he'll have well, that stat. In the last four weeks, they've given up 47 points in but their four-game win streak. I'm saying they gave up a ton. Like, of those, I bet like 17 were in the second half. The last six games have given up 27 points in the second half. That's what, four points a half? Think about that. Oof. So they've been making adjustments. Now, that makes me think it might be more than a fluke for Kansas City, not to get off subject. Mm -hmm. All right, so you guys made your final picks? When I was no, because so everything I've said so far, I want to fade Dallas. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I can get there with the Raiders, with the rookie head coach, no, and all the problems. And now the short week, we talk about these new head coaches, and then they, when they have to deal with the short week on Thursday, not being good. There's a history now of Thursday. Now, I don't know if Thanksgiving changes. You could make the case the early Thanksgiving games are even more of a challenge because they lose six hours yep. or whatever, right? Yeah. So there's a yep. history of rookie coaches on Thursday. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's really difficult for them. It's a fade, or at least you don't want to play on them. You know what? The most important thing I think gamblers can learn when they're newbies is you don't have the only the main advantage the bookie gives you is you get to choose what games you bet. Yep. If you're not certain, pass. I've quoted under. you on that many, many times. It's you, true. It, you like because like, you used to under. say it in Houston, and I would say it to our audience all the time. The under, you you agree with that? It does feel like if this becomes a tr if this becomes like a an Atlanta game, right? Because what what do we know about the Raiders right now? Do we really believe it's just not having uh, Suggs to Rugs. take the rugs to take the take the top off the defense? Is that it? Because, or is it the psychological side of all this stuff? I think it's everything. But how did they play so well? I mean, after Gruden, they won like two straight games. Oh yes. Beat the Eagles. But you even said there's like sometimes there's a burst and then uh, it's, I'm trying to rationalize it, a they post traumatic burst, they, bur they burst. Did they win two or three in a row? They won two in a row. Yeah. Broncos so, and Eagles. But I mean, listen, that Eagles game's a, a win, yeah. right? I mean, I had, if I remember, that's one of the Eagles games I bet. But the only thing I, I gave you to you is my best bet. The only thing I've said is that sometimes, like, if someone's been married to someone like 60 years and then let's say the husband dies, the woman, the wife will, will proceed as if nothing's happened. It's mm. like no one will, they'll look and they go, and then like two weeks later or something, something will remind her and she'll break. I mean, it'll be like Meltdown. inconsolable. I mean, maybe it was like, these are professional athletes. Maybe they were able to just put it aside, put it aside, focus, focus, and then something that let it through. And now we're seeing what we thought we would have seen mm -hmm. right after it. I don't, but I don't know. So how do I bet the under if I don't know what I'm – I think this is – the Raiders are the most difficult team to handicap. I agree with that. And then you add a short week. Yeah, I don't know. But if I had to go one way, I'd go under. All right, next game. Next game, the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. The Bills giving six points. Astor's got a pick. He finally got the worst of the number. Outstanding. I, I'm actually excited Once about this. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm playing for the middle on this one. I've noticed I'm pulling back the curtain here in a wise guy thing. There's a good story to fade the Saints here, and the story is the injury report. So if you take a look at the Saints, money poured in against them on the Eagles, closed three. Now, part of that is that the wise guys always bet the Eagles, but another part of it is all the injuries for the Saints. Kamara's hurt. Two of their starting linemen are hurt, and their tight end, a little bit undervalued guy, Troutman, is injured, questionable. So with all these injuries for the Saints, and they have some injuries on defense as well, there's a case to be made 
to fade the Saints. Now, Buffalo has injuries, too, but they had guys that were injured last year. You mentioned the, the, the star Lutalele, who was on COVID. Mm-hmm. I think he was a necessary roughness. Um, <laughs> and Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker. And they had two offensive linemen that were injured as well, and they're getting healthy yep. for this game. So we got one team that's getting healthier, one team that's decimated with injuries that the wise guys bet against. Where I'm going is that because it's Thanksgiving night. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The wise guys didn't bet against the Saints. They bet on Philadelphia. It's true. But they also, uh, all right, all right. I believe. Because New Orleans been getting bet by another group heavily up until you're that right, game. You're right about that. All but right, that was before ahead. all these injuries. So well, New Orleans. Kamara has been hurt, but go ahead. So all I know is this. That the wise guy money doesn't matter much on Thanksgiving evening because the wise guys actually have families, and they take off Thanksgiving evening as well. Not all of them. He's obsessed with. Money never them. sleeps. <laughs> The pub, but the public, and I've I, and I've seen this phenomenon over and over on Thanksgiving on the late game. The money tends to pour in on the favorite, and, and there's not anyone there to buy it and back. There's no one there to buy back. So if you happen to be at the oh, station or the win or any of these recre of the Bovada, so you're predicting, and, and it's not a guarantee that you're going to have more than an average amount of move toward the favor. In the in the two hours lead up to the game. Exactly. So I actually laid minus 220, and I laid five in this game. Not because I like Buffalo, but because I am confident that I'm going to get the Saints plus seven, lay like $1.20 at post. Okay. So I'm playing for the middle. All right. So, right, you bought it at what number? I laid five, and I laid minus 220. So now it's minus line. six, minus 15. So you look smart before you even start. Yeah, so forget about Pretty that. Pretty nice. Let it keep steaming. <laughs> Where do you think it goes to? Seven. I think you'll get a seven. It's six minus 15, so that's only another nickel. That's a big... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It gets a six and a half. The okay, seven good is, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eh, that's a pretty good bet. When... So if you like the fate, if you do like the bill, so you want to bet it now? Yes. I, it, it only keeps getting worse. All right. Now, AJ, you think the Bills are the best team? I don't think the Bills are the best team. Uh, I thought when they lost, it didn't count. Like this no, I told you, I fall quickly out of love with these teams. I got you know it. what the damn hitman did to me? He bet I have a head-to-head who goes further in the playoffs. I have Buffalo, and he has Kansas City for two dimes. He bet me on this. Think how good I was. What, when was this? This was three weeks ago. What? And you got him for even – he gave you even money? Yeah. And you got what? That sounds like – I got wh- Buffalo. He got Kansas City. And now he is just showboating and grandstanding, talking about how much Hot buy, how much I got to buy. I, it's going to cost me to buy out of this bet I've got with the you, damn you Buffalo You would have played plus 150, right? You would have paid plus 150. You would have laid 150. Yeah, think, I would have laid. Think about I, it. I yeah. would have laid. Yeah, Buffalo was like trending That's to be the number one. I, Kansas City was going to miss the playoffs. So there's no victory. Listen, hmm. this is why the young bucks... They might have, and again, the hitman's got some skills with the props. No doubt. No doubt. But I think AJ might be able to take him in some kind of mental challenge. <laughs> yeah, but he was because, right. Because how in the heck do you take, unless he got you to bet like 100K, I could see him, if he had something he knew, right? He, and the way he could get you on is to like bet a huge amount without having to, you lay it, then I could see it. But the two dimes wasn't that He was number. just so high in Kansas City. He says Kansas City's going to be it the doesn't, best doesn't mean, But that means if the line, like right now, if Kansas City was laying six, would he go out and lay eight? Because he's high on him? <laughs> yes. He'd have to be high. The hitman's not high. He's translucent. Yeah, he's right. That is physical. That's not like metaphorical. Oh, no, doubt. no doubt. His golf game's getting better. I wouldn't bet against him. It's he's putt-putt t- golf in his basement. No, he tells me he's got a swing coach now. 
he already spending your money. Yeah. What would you make the line now? I'd have to say Buffalo's still favored. No chance. Not even close. Buffalo. The, Wait. Not this, even close? Not even close. This is interesting. I mean, what are the Super Bowl odds? Oh, Kansas City's favorite. I mean, I, I get Kansas well, City is, but, but it's not like it's not close. All right, hold on a second. Kansas City has no chance at the number one seed, correct? Incorrect. How do they get the one? Someone has to. <laughs> they're seven and four. I agree with they're that. Game, they're game out. Guaranteed. Of, they're, they're game out of out of first. Is one game. Right? Is that right? One game. Okay. Okay. So here's the Super Bowl odds. Ah, and that's a projection for what? It says, get, well, let's see, 538 projections, Kansas City 87%, Buffalo 73%. What in the heck could that be for? Make the playoffs? Yes. Buffalo only has a 73% chance to make the playoffs? They're six and four, RJ. They could lose twice to New England. But AJ said how good they were. <laughs> they suck. So could you tell me what that's for, Bradbot? It's to make the playoffs. You didn't think that was maybe like we weren't talking ever about making the playoffs, were we? I still think Kansas City has a oh, pretty. Hold on, I was trying to find out what he was thinking. Go ahead. I did think we were talking about making the playoffs, so that's my mistake. <laughs> we were talking about last longer in the playoffs. All right, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I, I think Kansas City still has a really tough path to the one seed because they have head-to-head -head losses to Ravens, Chargers, Bills, and Titans. Basically, everyone except New England who would be in the mix for one seed. The funny thing is, if that becomes a three, how's that work? When it becomes a three-way, would it just be if they don't all play each other? I think it would go to conference, right? I think that's. I'm right. not sure. I... You're right. It's funny because Kansas City didn't lose some of those games that felt like they did, right? Like the Browns game. They should, yeah, they should be six yeah. and five, but they're seven and four. I, but they still, I mean, they've covered a couple. I mean, they've covered more than they have in a long time, but, huh. So you you talked about how much better the defense is playing. In your power ratings, how do they compare? I got them number two. Kansas City number two. Yes. And Buffalo is what? Buffalo six. AJ, why did you love the Bills so much? It looked like their defense was improved. Against Houston? I mean, against Kansas City. At the time, we That's thought that Kansas we City win. If anything, better Kansas City gets, the better Buffalo gets. Well, I mean, but at the time, didn't it feel like a big win for oh, Buffalo? Boy, yeah. I mean, it was huge. And sure. they, I mean, they held them down 20 points. That felt like a, 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 a statement for Buffalo. Losing and to Jacksonville was a statement. Right. It was. We got the guy to solve the problem, Diamond Dave Esler. I do as the, I guess, official, how do you say this? Ombudsman? How do you say ombudsman? Ombudsman. Is that how you say that? I think so. I don't, no, I think it's budsman for sure. Okay. Uh, you know, Mackenzie? Ombudsman? That's what I think, but you're asking it like a big old question. <laughs> All right, we'll say something like that. This is the ringleader. So, so, so well, yeah, looking no, at Google, ombudsman. Yeah. So, no, he's actually, in theory, outside of the system that he's observing. Okay. Right? Because, like, at ESPN, everyone was mad, at, and then they just did away with the position. Is Dave Esler has submitted picks, made seven of the last eight weeks that the line got worse. Now, listen, we know at the time he did <laughs> the recording that he was on the side at the better number. But sure. his time passed. But now, somehow... 
He submitted this pick, Buffalo New Orleans, at four and a half. But McKenzie has the pick being New Orleans plus six. Does he ever put? Explain to me how that works. When Essler gives a pick with a, a an old number, does he usually say, "Now the number's now this," but he this is the number that he played. Yeah, at. we grade. What do we grade Essler That's on an interesting normally? Point. That's an interesting point, actually. Yeah. So if we're grading, well, you got to grade. See, you got to grade him at whenever we're taping. Well, but that, see, I'm not sure that's true because mm-hmm. now let's say the line change. Like, there's processing of this pod after it's over, mm-hmm. right? This part is. Do we feel like? I mean, if if the line goes up by three points in whatever game, let's say that Green Bay goes to three. When people listen, they're going to say, pick them. What the hell? They're going to say that anyway. We're we're (laughs) time-stamped. All you can do is go on the time. I know, but what we're saying is when we created it is what matters. But but if Ashler created it a day, so it's a complicated matter. Yeah, it is complicated. But I thought that it was egregious that the plus six was ever. Now I think about we do make him play at the worst number for this, so thus he should benefit from this now. McKenzie didn't screw that up. Okay. But I'm thinking he just got it wrong and didn't even think about it. <laughs> what was your contemplation on that, Mr. Rivers? Right before the podcast, Brad is filling out, out the Brad. summary, and he, he's he's grilling me on this. He's like, what should we do? What should we do? I like that. That's good. I, I said, like hey, man, that. decision fatigue. You got this one. I'm just going to ride with what you go with. I, I, I do you think- know what's funny? And, and lo and behold, McKenzie was completely uh, abdicated his responsibility and we're given praise. I do think that a question comes from this because right before we, we got on air for Straight Out of Vegas, I, when I was looking at this number, the number was still four and a half. Mm-hmm. So what's caused a number to jump a point and a half in the last three hours? Betting on the Bills. Okay. Strong. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm I sorry. think it's betting against the Saints. Because the Saints have so much. Like, it, whatever you think of the Bills, and I, I think right now. Suck. Okay, if they do suck, they're still not a team that you want to play with a backup running back, a backup quarterback, two backup tackles, and no wide receivers. I, I think it's the injury reports are favorable for Buffalo. They're getting guys back, yeah. and the Saints are still injured. Their D-tackle is back? Yeah. yeah. What's his name again? Star Lutalele. I don't yeah, believe Star. I tell you this. Star is back. That's not on his birth certificate. Mm. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I would make that bet. That it is? It is. How do you know this? I, I don't. You don't? I don't. You have a smart. You have a weird. You didn't like smoke a joint or something. No, I didn't. Because you look like you're maybe. I mean, like you got this like, goofy grin on your face. Like at one point, there's gonna be like a watermelon get dumped <laughs> on my head or something. What do you think that is? I don't know. So McKenzie- I, I actually, honestly, I think his name is like Star Bright or Starlight mm-hmm. or something like that. But he goes by Star. So I'll bet you. Yeah, just confirmed Starlight. Oh. oh. Okay, I win. Three hundred's <laughs> a normal bet, right? If you got out of that bet with Fezzik earlier, I don't I don't think you can Oh, that would have been I mean, <laughs> listen, if he would have tricked me, I would have taken my medicine. <laughs> but Mackenzie the more I think about it, not having hosts on there is egregious. <laughs> but maybe. So Mackenzie, any closing thoughts? Good job, Red. <laughs> now that was funny. He actually was funny. Did, Brad, did you pass him a note to say that? No, not not me this time. <laughs> okay. I was going to play Mackenzie's theme song on the way out, but I can't even find it. Did Brad actually delete it? I'm a lotto, an albino, a mosquito. My libido. Why 
feel like we're going to be doing a Mackenzie Memorial show <laughs> at some point. Not that he's dead, he's just gone. Yeah. A lot of alleys in Chicago. A lot of alleys in Chicago. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Is that a takeoff on, like, the casino? Yes, sir. Al Pacino. Or Al Pacino. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Joe he Pesci. Can't, he can't get a full sentence right. <laughs> I mean, he says a crap. It's going too good. All right. Our triple like on this game. Go ahead, AJ. We'll let you have the You board. want me to go first? Yeah. The Detroit Lions plus three hosting the Bears. Now, let's all give one. Let's go in, in order. You, then Fez and me. One handicapping point on it each, and then keep going toward you know to on board. The Bears players want Nagy out. I think they're going to get it, and they're thrilled about it. And I think the Lions players love playing for Campbell. So, okay, so if they're thrilled, that means they the Bears play how? I think that the Bears don't play their best game for if so if it's Nagy's think, last you game. You think they're sabotaging? They're trying. Like they're going to drop passes. On purpose. I th- no, I think you're going to see a lot of Bears who have been on the injury report suddenly be healthy next week after Matt Nagy's gone. So you think professional athletes are missing games in which availability is the best ability is a mantra when their contracts have it's going to be they miss three games, two games, whatever. I don't think that's possible. Okay. Do you? I do. You've been around. So you think there's like a blue flu, as they say, with the cops. It's like if the cops don't like some decision, they they all call off in mass. It's called the blue flu. I I think if the Bears were in it, it wouldn't be that way, but the Bears aren't in it. I don't understand all the hypotheticals. Right now, do you believe that there's – I mean, you do, it sounds like. How many players do you think will fake injuries? I I mean, I can't quantify it. Is it going to be like more than five Everything I've read about the Bears in recent weeks is they've been wanting Nagy to be gone for for weeks. So there's players who, if they were on the iffy, maybe I can play, maybe I can't, they've been erring towards I can't. There was actually a chant at the Chicago Bulls game where the entire stadium went, fire, Nagy. But what's that guy? The crowd's always going to – the masses are always going to not like a coach that's not winning, especially when the media is against him. I just think this is a huge distraction. Oh, but that's a different than, conversation. Worse than the Bulls game, they did that at Matt Nagy's son's high school football playoff game. Hmm. Boy, he's done that. Well, I, I don't, I don't know about the players like like mailing in with fake injuries, but I do know, or, or I do know this: RJ incorporated the term "dream crusher." This sure looks like a dream crusher to me. Like the Bears, they had the lead. In fact, they had the game won. If their receiver had just fallen down on the one-yard line, they could have just kicked a game-winning field goal. But he scored. Baltimore came back and beat them. Now they're three and seven. They're almost four and six in the NFC. Four and six, you're in Mm -hmm. contention. Mm -hmm. At three and seven, it's over, baby. So this is the epitome of the dream crusher. And it doesn't, in a way, it doesn't matter necessarily. Which of the two is right? As long as one of you guys is right, now the question becomes, what is does the line account for this? So what's your power rating, Safe? It's interesting because if Goff was starting And what's your current projections on who's starting? And like what percentage? I think Goff one third. And uh, Boyle, two-thirds. I read today. I'm actually looking at it right now. Lions golf trending toward Thanksgiving return. That's from oh, really? yeah, Detroit. Well, then that's that's very positive because I make the line one and a half with Goff. 
And what's the line? Three. We're catching three. We're getting an extra point and a half of value without even incorporating all these other aspects of Chicago situationally, this being a terrible spot. It's been a couple hours since we got an update. What, what's the current line, McKenzie? One second. I also think this is the Lions' most winnable game left on their schedule. Oh, God, you've been saying that. You said that about a game four weeks ago. I did. <laughs> but he did. It. But we did reference this was the stopgap last last hope. I, I don't think anything. Well, first off, the history says when a team passes. In fact, I saw something interesting. It's zero and four. You can start batting these teams if it's against another losing team. Like, oh, is that right? Yeah. So it's like if it's against a winning team, they get stopped to own four teams. But once you get up to, oh, I guess now you've got one tie. Uh, right now, the market is flat as Chicago minus three. Doesn't that make sense that when, you, when you're 0-10, you start taking out your little red pen and circling the winnable games as being the, the, the game? I mean, you're playing hard every game. but See, that's the thing. I, I don't believe that these NFL play. Like, when people say, oh, my God, the Colts can't beat the Bills, the, the money line says they're going to beat them, you know. One-fifth, yeah. Yeah, so it's like. How big are these lines going to be? A ten point? in that case, one fourth. Yeah, yeah. We've had ten point line dogs win what five, six times in the last couple yeah. weeks. So, NFL players, I don't think. That, I tell you this, I saw something that made me think of you, Faz, and how like I think we get a lot of shit wrong with the motivation. You think after I think it was the um, Browns game, they had a NBC had a uh, camera in, in a couple locker rooms. It seemed like they were celebrating. When they beat, uh, I guess that was, uh, who, who they, we were laying, who, who was Houston. The, oh, was that Houston? Why did I bet it? No. No, no. It was Detroit. Yeah, they beat Yeah, Detroit. okay. 13-10. I mean, you would think there was a Morgan. They're woofing it up. Game balls are being packed. I don't think. You know, they, that is that is a great point because I remember, like, I watched, like, the, it, I don't know if it was a Kentucky team. I know it was a Kansas team in the NCAA tournament. They won, and it was a well, really that's a surprise. And it was a really close game. All right, well, and I not. remember the coach say it was like a Morgan well, now, there, now, and the coach was like, "Look, we got the W, we well, advanced." Is this self or what? yeah, it was self? Okay, good. And so, but but that it's different, like you said, in the NFL, any win is a good win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have all these trends of like if a team wins but they don't cover, I'm not mm-hmm. sure they think like that. I mean, I mean, you before you got your press pass revoked, AJ, what, what did you say? I mean, I saw the Texans lose a lot of games. But they saw them win four division titles. Yeah, I did. (laughs) When they had a very bad performance but stole a win. What was the loss? Oh, they don't care. A win's a win. Yeah. I mean, but and I thought about that when you said, you know, Brady playing at night and how he he doesn't uh, meet expectations. Like, he he feels like he goes out and fails at night. But that's an ATS. I don't think Tom Brady gives a shit if he covers the spread or not. But remember now. The quality of a team's play is the direct correlation if you cover the spread. There might be times at the end of games there's plays that mean a lot to the spread that might not mean otherwise. But in general, a really good team covers spreads. Bad teams don't, right? So mm-hmm. if Brady had seven games in which before this most recent one, he was minus 70-plus points. Well, it was 11 points a game, right? So yeah. 77 points. That's not a quint. It wasn't, and it's not like they won every one of those games either. Right. You can't con- at the end of games. Like, look at that Steelers game. <laughs> look at that Steelers game. So on Twitter, did you see my tweet? My, my tweet on this? No. Go ahead. 
So it's fourth and two from the. the oh my fourth, god! It's fourth We're down. Doing a fourth down thing, guys. Yeah. So it's fourth down. They're on their own two. It's fourth and thirty-one. They're, the Steelers are down four. The, the line closed six. You need to take a safety here. You need to take a safety. Get to the twenty. Get your punter out there and drop kick an onside kick. That is your best chance of winning. Everyone knows this. Coincidentally, that helps everyone because it lands on the number. At well, six. it doesn't help everyone that maybe had the dog. But if you had the dog, you should have had six and a half. Because it was available, six and six and a half were both available at post, uh-huh. and all week long, four and a half and five and a half were available. So, and of course, I'm like, the Steelers should take the safety. And I said, there's no chance that Tom. So all the people that bet the dog all week long would lose. Yeah. So let me guess, you had Chargers exposure. I had the middle. I, I, I oh, well, middle. so yeah, you had Chargers exposure. Yes. And <laughs> yes. Okay. So so I'm bitter because they did the wrong thing. I just can't imagine feeling good about if you're the Browns winning that game. I mean, I guess it wins a win, but yeah, you can't feel good about how you're playing. But we just I said that. They think like that. Players only looking at themselves and winning, I think. I think if you're a tackle and you're blocking well and you win, I'm not sure how much. And plus, there's so much emotion because those games are so violent. And at the end of the year, you're evaluated by what? Not Wins your points losses, per yeah. game differential, your win-loss. That... I agree. No one remembers. All this stuff, it's a big deal. No one remembers it. No one No one can quote the Pythagorean records of the teams. They can't pronounce it something. The Toronto Blue Jays were great last year. All right, so go ahead. The more I look at the Lions' schedule, and I like I keep, I've said before, it's the most winnable game left. And in hindsight, the game that I said that about before was the Eagles, which in hindsight was just wrong. But the line was straight. The, the Lions the line was only three. The Lions have played a pretty tough schedule. Like, there's the only team that they've played that you would say is a bad team is the Bears. They played at the Bears, and they played Niners. And then, listen, the Bears beat Cincinnati. I bet them against Cincinnati and won. Niners, Packers, Ravens, Bears, Vikings, Bengals, Rams, Eagles, Steelers, Browns. That's their schedule. Mm-hmm. They I haven't had think, one Jags, one Texans. Lot, I mean, that, that, that's what they've had. Let me interest you in a correlated parlay here. The head coach of the Lions gum, comes out, I'll call him the caveman, and he says he was questioned about why he punted like on fourth and one during the game, the last game, and he said that's our identity. We win games 16 to 12. That is our identity, and he's running the ball more and more with Swift. So in terms of how are they going to win this game, they're going to win this game if it's 19 to 17. It's going to be low scoring. Mm. I like the dog to the under um, for the for the correlated parlay. See, it's interesting to me. If you're trying to build a winning culture, I think losing by 45 hurts you more than losing by five. Right? So in a way, and if you if you're gonna get heat, it's either gonna be by having zero wins. Or it's going to be by getting blown out, mm-hmm. right? If you go three and third or three and fourteen, and you don't get blown out a ton, it's a rebuilding year. No one talks much about it. I I, I think that the the Lions are thinking it's it's interesting. We've been talking about Houston, how aggressive they are. Do they? Because in theory, they want you to go for it. You know. Third quarter, down by 17, you're on your own 28. Right. Good example. And, and it's like you could get beat 70 nothing doing it that. Or, you know, whatever the points you had. I don't think that's good for a coach. I mean, if it gives you a 1.5% chance to win the game instead of a half a percent, is it worth those kind of humiliations? No, because then they pan to the stadium and the people have the bags over their heads like, yeah. oh, another embarrassment. So 
I really, I believe the the lines all. I mean, there's something about their effort level. They can't do it two weeks in a row. So, well, they actually have. They've, they've done it two weeks in a row now. The Steelers and then the Browns. And then they tied Steelers. Is that was? Do we give the Lions credit for this, or do we look at it as the Lions' offense was putrid and the Browns' offense was putrid? I mean, like, where do you give credit to that game, to the Lions? Well, they the, were able to very effectively run the ball against that Cleveland defense. They scored 10 points. DeAndre yeah, Swift, 14 carries, 136 yards. But why didn't they score any points? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is we keep preaching how you can give up as long as you bend but don't break. They were playing with a backup quarterback. And does maybe Cleveland, you know, was inclined to let him run a little bit because they couldn't beat him that it, way. There weren't a lot of drives in the game. It was very close to the vest on both sides. Chubb had a bunch of yards. I, I Let's just say this. I like the Lions because I think the Lions are playing hard. And when you have a dog getting into the second half of the year, you don't know if he's playing hard. That team's playing hard. I feel. I think even when they lose the games, when they're tired, it seems, they're trying. Mm-hmm. So, and, and let's be honest, I think the key point here of all of this is Nagy, if it's to the point where we're getting reports on Fox Sports Radio breaking in saying, you know, we got news that he's an official, but he's been told this is his last game. If he's a lame duck coach on a Thursday, how bad must it be? They, they always say, fire him on a, on a um, bye week, right, is what they tell when has anyone ever been fired on a short week? <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So what I'm saying, well, they probably will right after the game. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't want it to be leaked, and it got leaked, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I would think. Kind so. of a lame duck quarterback, too, right? Andy Dalton's going to start. Does that going to inspire the team to rally behind the red rifle? I mean, we would have thought five weeks ago it was an upgrade. I'm not sure it is. With I think it's a slight Slight upgrade, but then again, I'm not sure. Short week, and they've been practicing what Fields does, and now they've got a short week, and you know, to to to, to work on what well, Andy luck- Dalton does. Luckily, my Andy Dalton back comes in. Oh, I <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> hundred passes, baby. Does he have a hundred yet? Maybe we'll get injured. No, did he, McKenzie? I, I thought he was a little seventy-three. Well, yeah, well, we could get hurt. Yeah, come on. Hand the ball off to Montgomery 150 times. By the way, I do like <laughs> Montgomery over 75 rush yards for the Bears. I think they'll rely. I think he had a lot of success in the, when they played the Lions before, and they will rely on them in this game. Brad Bott says Bears have never fired a coach midseason. Nope. Yeah. George Hallis, I was resigned. No, I'm sorry. All right. I got to tell you something. I'm Logie. I don't know if it was all the sugar I ate. All right. We got Dave Esler. We were going to throw to him. And then there was a bunch of arguments about the pick, and we never threw to him. <laughs> okay, so here's Diamond Dave, and we're giving him the plus six because McKenzie said so. But that is the line. Now it's only fair. He does have the Saints. I kind of like that a little. I mean, Wait Sean, pa- Sean Payton. Yeah, I hear you, but Sean Payton's too good. And I know he loses some games. He's too good. So listen to Asler. Then we've got some bonus listens behind it. And we'll be back with the weekend edition. You already got the best bets. Soon enough. I love and bet the New Orleans Saints plus four and a half Thursday night over the Buffalo Bills. The Bills just look entirely too easy. I think people will expect them to just rebound and hammer the Saints, especially after New Orleans was hammered by the Eagles. You know, if it were that easy, we'd never lose a bet. 
The big takeaway from the Bills' loss at home to the Colts was they let the Colts rush for 264 yards. Well, the one thing the Saints can do is run the ball, and they should have Kamara back. If we look at the Bills over the last five weeks, they're 2-3, and three, lost to Jacksonville, and their two wins were over the Dolphins and the Jets. You know, I really question where their heads might be at right now. People anointed them AFC champs before the season started. Then again, when they started 4-1, and one, and the Patriots were 2-4. and four. And Buffalo plays New England next week. I know there's no such thing as a flat spot when you need a win, but to me, there's a big gap between flat spot and focused on putting the Bills closer to the former. So situationally, this smells like a Saints bet. And it's a Saints team that's number one in yards per rush allowed. Yeah, the argument can be made that the Bills throw the ball a ton. But Josh Allen has had three games where he attempted 47 or more passes. Buffalo lost all three. The Bills are on a nice 1-4 and four ATS run. This is still only the fourth game in the Superdome for the Saints. And let's not forget, this is a Saints team that beat the Bucks here, so beating Buffalo is far from a stretch, and I will gladly take them plus four and a half points. That's interesting. I just know this. I Probably the biggest disappointment in my life was around this. Because in high school, I w had horrible grades. Like I, This might sound insane, but I had a 2.58 average out of four. And that's cheating on Spanish, too. Because I knew the guidance counselor, and he let me do uh, what's that called when you send away, um, not community, what is it when you, uh, correspondence. Uh. And I got an A, though I couldn't speak a word of Spanish. Mm -hmm. I got caught cheating on the Spanish 1 test. Jeez, that was a debacle, all that Spanish. 2.58. I got caught with a Playboy in Spanish 1. Thank you for sharing. AJ. Yeah. AJ, your time is coming up. <laughs> La chica es muy hermosa, see? I don't even know what's going on. All right. So anyway, I went, you know, to Ohio State, uh, and I didn't really – I was running around, drinking the first quarter. We were on quarters, and I ended up getting a 4-0. And I never even thought about it. It wasn't even like I was thinking about my grades. I was just there again like I was in high school. And it dawned on me. I said, you know, I could, what the – I might just do this. And from that point on, I was pretty hardcore. I mean, like – I mean, I still messed around, but, like, I would stay up all... It was weird. Every test, I, you know, because we had, like, three a quarter. Mm -hmm. Like, all night. I was up all night. And then I'd crash and, like, sleep for two days. But I ended up, you know, as I've said a couple times, but not that many, is I had three A-minuses in four years. So it was a 397 uh, out of four. None of that 5-2 or whatever that crap is. So I took my LSAT and... The average score at the time for where I wanted to go was Yale. I didn't want to go anywhere else because at Yale, and I, Mackenzie might know this, but he never got into law school, is they only accepted at the time 150 students. You would take one year of law classes, and two years you could take anything you wanted, hmm. and you'd get a law degree. So I was thinking I could take philosophy. I, you know, I didn't want to really be a lawyer. And the, they only pass fail. So there'd be no, I have no more A-minuses to worry about. That sounds like a deal, right? Yes. Now, Harvard, which was a consideration, I had, uh, there were 450 students at the time. I didn't want to get in there. So what I did was, this is, I'm finishing up, it's a good story. I ended up saying that I was going to apply to Harvard, Yale, and the University of Chicago. But I was never applying to the University of Chicago. No, why would you want to go there? 
I always had an affinity for that place because there was a book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Sure. And the main character in there was a postgraduate or a PhD student at Chicago. So I, and Chicago was a top five school for a long time. I mean, oh, I, academically. Yeah. It, but it's in a ghetto, son. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, but here was the reason. <laughs> I asked like four or five of the professors to give me a letter of recommendation, but I was only going to submit three. Hmm. But they're sealed. But guess what? I'm not going to Chicago. Zip, open them up. And decided what this one lady gave me like the word. Like, why would you agree to give a letter of recommendation? But luckily, Dr. Ed Jennings, for the guy, you remember him? He no. was the, the president. Ken of Jennings' dad? The, the president. You're distracting us, AJ. The president of the university at Ohio State before Gordon Gee, who was there a long time. Um, and he's the one that fired her. He was. Uh, What's it called when you're uh, famous in a bad way? Nefer not infamous. Ne infamous about he fired Earl Bruce and people were mad. Then he hired Cooper and it was like, that was it. He had to give up his chancellorship. So he became a professor and I took, we had a class that we had like 5 million we managed. And I got to know him. He gave me the best letter recommendation. So anyway, I tossed out the bad ones, put the good ones in and I figure I'm, you know, Oh, I didn't finish the SAT. At the time, the average SAT at Yale was 167 out of 180, and I got a 170. So I'm like above average on the SAT, almost perfect, you know, no, um, gambling couldn't go on the resume, so there was no, like, extracurriculars. I thought I was in. I got the ladder. wasn't even on the wait list. Hmm. I was I, I really pretty much checked out from society for, like, three years after that. But I did get into Harvard. I said, I'm not going to Harvard. Piece of, yeah. Moving to Vegas. Because it was three years of law classes and all these corporate lawyers. Were, like, oh, that sounds like a nightmare. It worked out. You saw the firm that first year you're working. It's a nightmare. Yeah, well, yeah but that girl on the beach was all right. <laughs> that was a setup. They always are, Steve. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. That he was smart in that movie. You know, but it was reasonable. You know how sometimes people trick the people, but it was good. All right. What did you think of that story, Mackenzie? Sounds a lot like my sister. The difference between you and my sister, Javon, is that she said, I guess I'll just have to go to Harvard. Well, also, wait, your wait, sister, wait. Javon's a woman. And black. Yeah, there's a lot of differences, honestly, between and your sister and RJ. political theorist. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not going to say Pat Buchanan started making sense right about no. <laughs> <laughs> but I did start doing the math. And listen, I'm, I'm not a fan of affirmative action, but I'm a fan of trying to make it fair. So we can, you know, now where's that line? We can debate it, but I'm not going to debate it right now. I mean, I get into Harvard. I don't need to debate that crap. <laughs> but here's what I was saying. I've got enough mileage out of that. But what I should have done, for anyone out there listening... I should have went, pay, uh, I would have had to pay the tuition, but then if you quit within two weeks or whatever, you get full refund. Mm -hmm. I should have went and, and signed, you know, went and whatever, enrolled, quit on day five, whatever, and I would have been a Harvard Law dropout. Yeah. That's the move. I know. I never even contemplated it's it. Strong. Yeah. I was, so anyone out there in that situation. Yeah. And you could have free rolled it. Maybe you would have loved it and... and Stayed. It's possible. I was so Unlikely. mad about the Yale thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I went home and I slept in my old bed, my old, you know, stayed with my parents for like three and a half years. Hmm. Played basketball, read Nietzsche. Hmm. I think my head got screwed up at that point. 
<laughs> and that's right. how you became who you are today. And the funny thing, oh, no. There's a lot. It's like the movie, we're going to put this at the end. But it's like in Departed, you've seen Departed, right? Yep. That, that's one to see. Scorsese, Nicholson, he goes, uh, Lucky Leo says, um, who can do your job? Because Nicholson's trying to figure out who was the rat, right? And he goes, nobody can do my job. Then he goes, a lot of people had to die for me to become <laughs> me. And it was a great line because it's like, think about like, you know, Alexander the Great or whoever. It, it, there's all these kind of 50-50. Like, do we really think Alexander the Great was somehow the greatest fighter or did he get lucky? Hmm. Right. And he was great, too. Right. But it's not preordained. I mean, if the whole universe was run again. He might die when he Hitler might have died in WW1. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess it's a, there's a lot of luck in life, AJ. There is. Just think about it. If Carl Dukes didn't win me over, you would have never met me. Would have never met you. And you would have been like, who was the radio guy before these guys or the. Him Afternoon and, drive show, yeah. Yeah. And Carl was like, knew JT the Brick. And I knew him from that. And I didn't want to do your, when I heard about the B, I, he kept calling them the B guys. I don't know what that meant exactly. <laughs> he went to Atlanta, right? Yeah. Is he still in Atlanta? He's still in Atlanta. What, what shift does he do there? Afternoon drive. So he's making real money. Oh, yeah. Or like 325? Mm, I probably guess a little lower than that, but I guess. But Carl Dukes is a hustler. Oh, yeah. Meaning that he's, he, he's high energy. Carl Dukes wouldn't have left Houston for not a nominal raise. Like he, that, he, That's been what, eight, nine years ago? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Well, this has been moved to the end of the <laughs> Thursday pod. And I almost did Guess it. your old co-worker's salary. Well, I mean, listen, we're not, we're not children here. <laughs> But, I mean, he, did he get into Harvard Law School? I don't know. I, I don't think Carl was a, a Harvard Law dropout. I will. That would have been smart. <laughs> Steve enjoys these for a while, then his eyes get glassy. Yeah, I'm about to start checking scores. Yeah, you're, <laughs> well, you're thinking, like, let's go. But you know what? So are a lot of people. And you know what? Others love it. And you know what? Tough. Showtime! To, to well, no, I, we're going to move this to the end. But I will say one last thing. I did do a little math on the 150, and I thought to myself, well, half are going to be women, half men, so now I'm down to 75, and some percentages, I don't know what the quotas were, whatever, but let's just say half was going to be the white guy. Now, you would think that I was from the Rust Belt. You would think that would mean something. Like, my dad's a coal miner. My mom's a school teacher. It's like, you know, it feels like I'm impoverished compared to the typical people, you know, as a kid at Harvard or whatever didn't seem to matter but there was what 36 for my kind and you weren't one of them if you had been from montana or iowa it would have been different than being ohio from versus ohio it's cleveland area but, but it's not cleveland i'm like three hours from cleveland. or we were three that's hours. that's the cleveland area sorry no wheeling west virginia was the close city in steubenville nope cleveland we were closer to columbus if i'm on the east coast and i see that address i'm like yeah cleveland boy that's the point they should be blind, you know, like, I don't know. Hmm. You feel bad for me, AJ? No. Do you have any stories like this? None. Like, when you got into the, the Tennessee Radio Institute, uh-huh. <laughs> that wasn't easy. Yeah. Who'd you, who was your disappointment? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like, what, did, like, where did I try to get into and not? Yeah. I didn't. 
So I, I took most of my core classes from a university called Austin P this State University. Okay. All right, we're gonna end the show. AJ just bored everyone. <laughs> All right, now this is the end of the Thursday show. We haven't even recorded the Thursday show. Who knows? It might be a disaster. AJ and I might have fought, and I'd be dead at this point, saying my goodbyes. I hope not. If not, plus Mackenzie carries, and he has two in the head for you. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. You could take that. I could disarm Mackenzie. <laughs> not from 15 feet. <laughs> I don't know. He's got he's got 19. Listen, in the you, you've taught me not to trust Mackenzie's competence. No. Oh. You know, you make a good point. I'm going to have to get two people packed. Yeah. Uh, Brad Brad put his initials on the side of the uh, gun safety check that McKenzie did. All right. So this was, a, I'm assuming, a fine pod. And then we're doing the rest of the games. It's going to come out, you know, half a day later, whatever. Huh? Steve, say bye. Bye-bye.